0: hello hello and hello ladies and gentlemen i am so excited welcome back for another episode if not now when today i am really pumped to introduce you our special guest mixy perry and guys she is oh my god so incredible she is a true interpretation of the side hustle queen. As a single mom, she started her journey as a bartender, but with perseverance, persistence, and tons, tons, tons of hard work, today she built a multi-million business for herself in real estate. In addition to that, she also a CEO of Nashville Macy missy k coaching a mom manager to her teen son a podcaster an author talent manager and so much more with that i am so beyond excited and honor thank you so much missy for joining us and welcome to the show
1: thank you Wen. thank you for having me you have such beautiful energy and i'm so glad to be here that that doesn't even sound like me i'm just really a girl that loves sushi but i do (laughs) you know all those days i was mopping floors crying listening to you say all that i was like okay i'm just gonna enjoy it let's take it in let's take it in that's so
0: incredible so tell this missy like You come a long way. How does all that get started? (laughs) Bring us back to the moment that you were maybe mocking the floor? Or
1: how, did, <laughs> how does the all get started? Yeah. Well, I just started a cleaning business during quarantine. So I, I am still mopping floors, but I, now I'm like, um, making a lot more and other people are doing it with me. So, um, I had a business that was born out of quarantine, which was amazing. Um, so I guess I started the, the journey really started for me. Um, I was in an unhappy marriage. I wanted a change and I didn't know exactly what to do or how to get to the place I wanted and I started all over I left a successful marriage and began a journey as a single mom I started raising my brother at 18 so I've been raising children my entire adult life and I had my brother who I'd gotten out of foster care two children uh one and two in diapers and I literally started with nothing no car no house No phone. Um, The marriage that I was in, I had lost everything in that marriage. Everything was just given over. Um, We were in a a large church, and it was just a very... um, Rebirth time going into the universe with three children, no college degree. Um, And I basically started from behind the starting line. (laughs) I would I didn't even start at the starting line. I started way behind. I was severely overweight. Um, I was was just a mess. I was I was a hot I was a hot, hot mess. Wow, that
0: I I could not believe that just because you know who I know you today, I, I cannot <laughs> right? Picture. Right? You said you were overweight, you were this. I I just cannot picture. So so bring us back to the moment, were you at um uh, Nashville at the time? Yes. Or- yeah. I was,
1: I had a house on the lake. This is a lake community right outside of Nashville. We're surrounded by water. So I was married. I was living near the lake here in Nash, outside of Nashville. And um, one day I was just like, that's it. (laughs) That's it. I'm done. Um, And I started completely over. I started up. I just so you moved? I moved and um, at first we were all staying with family and it was really weird and I really thought my entire life was over. I was like, well, mm-hmm. I guess that's it for me. Now I'm in poverty <laughs> with three kids. Like I literally did think. I remember there was a place we stayed and my kids were so small when the, I would sleep in front of the front door because I the the door didn't have a lock on it. And I didn't oh. want my kids to wake up in the middle of the night and, you know, go outside. And I, I would sleep every night, like on the floor, blocking mm-hmm. the foot door. So my kids could not. So, so when I say I came from the dirt, from the floor, from the bottom, I mm-hmm. 100% did. And I just took one step at a time. You know, everything you said at the beginning that took. You know, that 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 was like 15 years ago. So this was 15 years of work. It seems, wow. it seems like compressed when you say it all together. <laughs> um, and so-,
0: so, so take us back. So that moment you were sleeping, you know, on the floor every night, you know, the door, don't even have a lock. Mm-hmm. Take us back to that moment. How do you step by step, you know, moving towards where you, you know, where you are, the dream life you have today? Like, how did you hustle as a single mom? it's definitely not easy at all how to able to pull yourself out from that moment when you thought quote unquote, your life was over well with
1: with big risk you get big reward Okay, so what I did was extremely risky. This story could have went another way. (laughs) This story, you know, and it happens every day, right? Um, But I think my heart intention was so big and my will and my stubbornness, just sheer stubbornness was so massive that I'm, I'm a fighter. You know, I am a fighter. I refused one core element I had, was that I refused to make my kids pay for the situation. I, I refused. I refused to settle. I refused to quit. I, I just felt every day more and more alive. And I think I said yes to the risk. And as I said yes to the risk, my spirit began to get stronger and bigger because I was stepping in the right direction. And when, one thing about life choices and risk, when you start to move into the direction of your dreams, you get energy. So you're thinking, oh, Misty took this big risk and it's really sad. But actually what I was feeling, well, yeah, a little, a little sad and scared. But this windfall of energy came towards me too. Like I took a step towards life and then life took a step towards me. So every day, every day I would just get stronger and happier because my my marriage had been extremely toxic extremely, extremely unhealthy and dysfunctional. So yeah, I was sleeping on the floor, but, but I was stepping out of dysfunction. So I was getting my mojo back. I was getting my groove back. And as I began to tango with life, life tangoed back with me. And it just became this perpetual cycle. And I began to Mm -hmm. read about boundaries and narcissism and dysfunction. I began to heal my childhood wounds. And I began to understand that, oh my gosh, I created all this. I wasn't a victim of anything. Like I picked that man. I attracted that man because I was broken. So as I began to heal everything, Everything just began to get better and I I moved into a condo, you know, and then um I went How you able to do that. I did that my father and I took out loans. I'm a big advocate of using debt and leverage when you need to. I am. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people, that's their number one reason. They stay in toxic relationships. And I'm sure that you would much rather have a debt to pay back than to have a depressing entire life. So So maybe
0: you can give us advice for some of you know our listeners, maybe in a relationship that, you know, was great from outside, but inside, yes, maybe we felt it's not the right thing, but it's not easy. Like what 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 will be one thing that you tell her or him to move forward, follow their heart?
1: Well, the difficult part when is that you cannot have a conversation with someone when you're in a toxic relationship, you can't reason with them, because the reasoning is not there. If the reasoning was there in the relationship, it would be a good relationship. <laughs> so the number one thing you need to do is make a plan, and you need, need to be able to execute that plan and begin to get people on your team. People that are not loyal to that partner, but loyal to you, and you make a plan. You let people know what you need, and you have to allow people to help you. That is so hard Beautiful. for us. That's so hard for us. what you? Did you have a job at the time, or you had? No job? Oh, I'm sorry. My cat is acting crazy. Um, had a job at the time. So I was actually in school. So I was in school when I left. And I was in college. I had never finished my college degree. So I finished my college degree. That was the first year. And then once I finished um, two degrees in education, I actually went to work in hospitality, which was a very healing, wonderful career for me, being surrounded by people. And, um, you know, environment is so important during those times because <laughs> you may feel a little beaten up, you know, a little wounding you know from your own voices in your head and from society you know you've got and we talk about mindset work and why I do so much mindset work but our environment you know never before in history have we had access to every piece of information in the world so we really have to combat that and hospitality industry really helped me because everyone's happy (laughs) you know everyone's traveling or you know joyful so my first job after my divorce was re-entering into the hospitality um actually I managed restaurants for a resort so I went to a resort every day I managed restaurants and I just made it work wow <clears throat> that's incredible and then what happened from there So after that period of time, um, my children began to start school and have sports. And so I actually wanted to spend more time with them. So I utilized my education degrees and I became a school teacher. So I would drop my kids off. I would go teach school and this entire time I'm not doing any personal development. Okay. That part hasn't even started yet. (laughs) I'm... I'm thinking at this point, okay, I'm thinking, and this was like 2008, 2009, I'm thinking at this point, this is my life when I'm going to go to school, I'm going to be a school teacher and I'm going to raise my kids like that. This is my life. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, but something really interesting happened when we study law of attraction, and resistance there's a word in law of attraction called resistance you may call them problems but in the metaphysical realm resistance actually means a conduit to get you closer to your happiness so when you begin to study metaphysical law of attraction looking back i can see i was having resistance as a school teacher which i was just very miserable I was I was Why? Not, I didn't feel happy, I didn't feel fulfilled. I understood I was lucky to be college educated, starting over, raising my children, and by the way, I did not get any child support, okay? Wow. So I'm doing all this while maintaining toxic extended family situations. While I'm doing this, my family is not supporting me. They're tearing wow. they're tearing me down and I'm not getting any financial support um, for raising these three children. I'm doing it all. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm learning how to be mentally strong during this time <laughs> because it was extremely unfair. And, um, I just kept pushing, you know, I just, every day I tried to be the better person, the bigger person. And I was so miserable teaching school. I remember driving into school one day thinking, you know, I could go to Vegas and be a stripper. Like, that could be an option because I was so miserable. So I began to do
0: that. You're just not fulfilling
1: it. I, I did not. What I, I love education and teachers are our angels. What I did not like about education is the stagnation of being in one room all day. It was very suffocating for me. Mm. I can see that. Yeah. I'm a very physical person. I mean, I move around all day. I'm very, um, very hyper in my energy field. So to be in one room all day was very um, depressing, made me very depressed. I can totally see that. So what happens on there? Okay, so here's what happened. And here's where the game gets interesting. <laughs> here's where it really changed for me. I began to do something I've done my entire life. And now that I study the law of attraction, I realize that I've been manifesting my entire life. So manifesting is when you're attracting things into your life and we're always manifesting all the time. We may not like what we're manifesting, but we're always manifesting. So I began to do something I've done my entire life. And that was just daydream. So I'm walking down the hallways of school. I'm teaching school. And I began to daydream that I'm in Mm -hmm. Manhattan. When I was in my teens, (laughs) I was a a runway model. So I spent a lot of time in New York city and I was walking down the hallways and just fantasizing fantasizing i'm in manhattan i'm window shopping i'm in love i i got so detailed about this like and i would think about it all the time i would think about it so much that other teachers would say what are you drinking what are you taking why are you always happy it's miserable here <laughs> And yeah. they would they would they would say Misty's in her bubble. I just and I've done that since a small child. Whenever times would get difficult or challenging, I would just go into this dreamlike, you know, fantasy world in my head, like, okay, I'm on a beach, you know, and we all kind of do that. But what we don't realize we're doing is we are strongly using visualization and the law of attraction because you're feeling those feelings. You know, if you've ever had a rough day and then you imagine your favorite food, Disney World, you are using the law of attraction. And the thing about people who are like me, which are highly sensitive, empathic, um, we feel even stronger. So our manifesting power sometimes can work really quickly and either really positive or really negative based on what we're focused on. So if you've ever seen someone's life and you're like, Wow, their life's really good and it's bad. We know celebrities like that. Like, why is their life like a roller coaster? And they may be an empath that's manifesting, really good at focusing, but when it's on what they don't want, it's bad. So anyway, I'm walking the halls. I'm thinking about being in New York when one year from that time I was living in New York in love and happy. Yes, ma'am. How did that work?
0: So, okay, you were in school, you were teaching. I'm teaching in Nashville. Daydream, but how did that actually physically happen?
1: So I went on a dating site. a A friend of mine, okay, a friend of mine was like, go on this dating site. And I said, no. She's like, just go on. She wanted to show me another guy. So I wasn't going on for me. I was going on. To look at this guy's profile. (laughs) And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. And my Wi-Fi, there had been a storm or something. My Wi-Fi had went out. So I went over to my girlfriend's house and she made me a profile. And she was like talking as if she was me. And she talked to this guy, met this guy. And we started talking and fell in love. And within... And what I was doing was manifesting during that time, but I still didn't know what power we all have because we all have this power and um, we, we fall madly in love and we moved to West Point, New York, which is right out of Manhattan. It's a prestigious military base. He was an army officer and me and my kids went from this really sad, you know, existence I was having to traveling all around the country
0: and what were you doing at the time
1: so then I was staying home so I stayed home and I was like an army officer's girlfriend and I went to balls and at West Point they actually have castles like if you think of like Harry Potter so I would actually go to these royal balls and hang out with diplomats wow. <laughs> and yeah my How life was very prestigious lots of time in Miami Boston Philadelphia um, we spent a lot of time during that time traveling and it was a really beautiful time
0: and was and that what you want and what's next
1: Yeah. So that's, that was 100% what I wanted. (laughs) It was a, it was a great time. It was a beautiful time. Um, he had children and I had children in two separate places. So unfortunately the universe kind of pulled us, um, back apart and me and my children moved here to Nashville. And that's where the part of the story picks up where I'm bartending. So I start over in Nashville by this time, time has passed. You know, I've gotten used to being a single mom. I've gotten used to managing everything and I just wanted more. I was bartending at the airport, making wonderful money. I was providing for my entire family very comfortably. I had gotten up to six vacations a year, which is what I currently do every year. I do six six trips a year. It's very important for me to travel and, um, to, to feel like I'm living my life. That's very big on my list. So at that time, everything's going great when, but something's missing. I just really, I felt like I was missing something to my life. And that's when I checked out the auditory book, the secret at the library. And that's where the story kind of really changes.
0: So tell us what, what happened?
1: Okay. So I'm driving from where I live, which is Hendersonville, Tennessee. It's a lake area. I'm driving, I'm commuting into Nashville to bartend every day. And so I'm playing the secret in the car and, you know, in the secret, which is a book that teaches you about law of attraction, it gives you little tests to do. So I started testing it out, you know, and it'll say, focus on coffee and see what happens today. So I would focus on coffee and people would just start giving me coffee. And I'm like, no way. It's that simple. (laughs) Like, there's no way, like there's no way it could be that simple. And then I began to reflect over my life and realize I've been manifesting my entire life. When I think about something, it happens. So I began to see a pattern that, oh my gosh, when I was 12 years old, You know, I really wanted to meet this rock group and I want to cruise and modeling and traveling and wanting my kids to have opportunities and their model. Like I'm starting to notice patterns that there's there's like no other explanation than the law of attraction is real. And I've been creating my own reality the entire time. And then I go nuts. This is where I go off the chain. I like get plastic surgery. I get hair extensions. I'm like, it's my best life every fucking day. Who the fuck are you get on my face? Like this whole person, That probably was me the entire time, but was repressed due to cultural programming, due to societal conditioning, not to mention I'm in the South. So there's a tremendous amount of misogyny, oppression, spiritual abuse using the church here. Um, All of that, you know, it, it was almost like chains broke off my brain and I became a beast I went nuts like i went all the way in i had a yoga um like a shrine in my room like with rocks on the wall and incense and yo i mean i was into manifesting yoga law of attraction and that's when who i am today was really born that that person was born during that season you know that's beautiful that here you you know
0: a lot of passion and you know once you uh, have the book and you get inspired. So actually, physically take us back, right? You were bartending. How do you move from there to building your business? in real estate and how you actually do that?
1: Yeah, so I'm bartending at the airport, which is kind of cool because we have lots of celebrities here. Um, There's celebrities. I saw a celebrity today. They're everywhere here. (laughs) So um, bartending at the airport was very awesome. I began to notice that most of the people that would come in flying, traveling, were in real estate. And I really felt inspired to take a step towards being a real estate broker. And I began to think about it and study. And right at this exact time, I took my real estate test. I quit bartending. I take my real estate test. I get a real estate license and me and my kids spent the next six months traveling. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm creating this digital nomad life and no one's gonna ever tell me anything again. I'm going to do the rest of my life exactly how I want to. My kids' happiness, my happiness is number one and everything else can just go away. And that's what I did. We we just traveled. You know, I even had cats and I, I would have my cats and we'd go to Atlanta and Airbnb. And I mean, it was it was wild. And that's what I wanted. I wanted that adventure. I wanted that Life that everyone wants, but everyone's scared. You know, and fear is just such. A why
0: do you think is that?
1: Fear, fear, it's fear. But why? Why? It's fear because we're we're cult. You know, lizard brain—the brain that we have evolved to—tells us that if we step out from the norm, that people will cut us off. That our sense of community that we've developed over millions of years we have a loyalty and a sense of community to others and when we begin to overcome that fear all that shadow work all these demons you know internally will kind of rise to the surface and that's why doing your spiritual work is such a huge part of success because if you don't do that spiritual work you may achieve but you may not feel fulfilled or be able to maintain your achievement because you have to grow internally as you grow externally and if you grow too much externally and you haven't built that foundation your success can crush you okay and that happens a lot you have to be growing spiritually simultaneously with your outside world in order to be able to handle the weight of success Mm -hmm. and I, i
0: definitely hear you i think that's such a beautiful advice and I'm, you know, still curious. Y- you uh, mentioned you were in airport bartending, and you start realizing you got inspired by people who are traveling in real estate. Yes. And you decided, you know what, you want to do that too. Like, yeah. How do you <laughs> that quick? Like, it, was that easy? That's completely a different thing. How how were you able to move to that realm of the world and? Then right away to start traveling, and I imagine this is a lot of hard work too, right? Was it easy at all, or is this piece of cake for you because it was a little bit natural?
1: Um, well, I was having dinner last night with a friend, and I had I had stated that. I'd stated that I wanted to stop watching other people catch their best life and I wanted to start catching flights. So I literally went from behind the bar to the other side. I was tired of watching people live their best life and I didn't want to stand there and watch others live, you know, for 20 more years, I wanted to start catching flights and having my own adventures. And... It really, it was challenging in some sense, but I was so excited that it really wasn't hard at all. You know, I took the real estate exam. I went to school. Um, we're traveling, and it really, really was not difficult. At well, you all. went to
0: school while you were bartending, or is after you quit your job?
1: Then you Af- start- after I quit, I said I'm going to dedicate one year. Mm-hmm. to building a firm foundation. I'm really big about how you do things. I think that's very important. Mm-hmm. And um you know, I wanted a mindset business. I wanted to coach other women. My heart was to really help other women. And what I have realized is you cannot help others until you help yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: you have to have built something in order to show other women, "Hey, this is what is achievable. And so I'm I'm very big on paying yourself first, building your own brand first, and then from that, reach out. So I knew I wanted to do online digital courses, which I do now, but I wanted to be able to make them from a place of achievement. That's so beautiful.
0: So the moment you decide you want to real estate, you decide, I'm going to give myself one year. You quit your job without income. Yeah, you had to support your entire family. And you go to school in the same time. How do you move from that moment to, towards the success you are today? I'm, I'm just very curious about the journey you took.
1: So I feel like a lot of it is momentum. Mm -hmm. So when I, as soon as I got my real estate license, I began to post things online and to really engage everyone, you know, I would knock on my neighbor's door and I would -hmm. tell them, Hey, I'm a real estate agent. You know, I, um, I Ubered for six months and gave out my card. Like I I did that. I did all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, I would buy people coffee, give them a card, tip people, give them a card. You know, so I really began the self promotion, which mm-hmm. now now I understand. You know, as someone who does a lot of personal development, four hours a day dedicated solely to building this mind that will continue to grow my business and my personal life, and now I realized what I was doing when as I was I was writing my own future. It didn't happen. I created it. And that's Mm -hmm. what the law of attraction and manifestation is about. It's, it, it's about creating your dream life. So when I was giving out those cards and I was knocking on doors and I was hyping myself up online, I was actually predicting and attracting what was going to happen. And as people see that image, like, oh yeah, I want to work with her. She's really confident. And that confidence and that energy Mm -hmm. is like a magnet. It just, it will draw in in that business. How do you get that
0: uh, confidence and energy though? Because, you know, right now you said about you, you know, you sure uh, reflect by your journey. It sounds like, okay, it's a small piece. Okay, but I'm sure it was not just that. I'm sure it's a lot of hustle, a lot of grind. So how to able to maintain that confidence, that energy, even though when time was hard?
1: Yeah. I mean, if you think that everywhere you go, other women are like, oh my gosh, you're doing well and you're beautiful. Congratulations. Like no one ever says that. <laughs> no, people don't come up to you in a store and say, oh my gosh, you were just striking. You just are, you know, that's not... Typically, that's not the energy we're getting from women in public, you know, in the mindset space, we're very sweet and encouraging. But in the quote unquote, real world, you do deal with a lot of competition, a lot of people trying to pull you down. And for me personally, I just really override it by the amount of information I'm putting in. So I tune it out. I detach, detach from toxic people. You know, one one chance, and that's pretty much it. And I really build a wall around me of just so much positivity. You know, post-it notes, affirmations set as alarms in my phone, and I'm constantly feeding that positive. I can do it. It's all good every single day. And sometimes I need more than others. You know, some days you wake up and your energy's light. Other days I may have to grab YouTube and put on Tony Robbins, Joel Olstein, Abraham Hicks. I may need more food. <laughs> so some days I may be like really greedy spiritually because I need it, you know, but that's only because I've had those days that I needed it and didn't do it. And saw the difference. So I just, mm-hmm. I constantly feed myself. And, you know, there's the old um, folklore when it talks about two wolves and it's a Native American folklore. I'm part Native American. And it's, it talks about two wolves and which wolf will win. You know, these two wolves are tussling and fighting. And the way the proverb goes is that the one you feed the most So we try to overcomplicate it and it's really not complicated. Whatever you're putting in is what you're going to get out. So whatever you're feeding yourself, that's what you're becoming. So that's why we have to be so careful about news, news, gossip, um, people that just make us feel bad. You know, you come in contact with someone, you feel like you've been slimed. Like what just happened? Those are indicators that that's not your direction. You have to really preserve and protect your spirit in order to become the next version of yourself. That's beautiful. Do you feel like
0: you are that person already? Or there's
1: more amazing- Well, th- okay the thing it always changes (laughs) so it's just constantly changing when I I think I sold my first million like in the first few months of becoming a becoming a real estate agent which is unheard of you know so I really do do that it just because you hustle um well, I do my homework. I actually do study and I try and I'm very, very, very confident. So I would say one hundred percent my confidence. That's how. One hundred percent. So you're
0: confident is it from the study you did or is it just because you feel yourself with a positivity every second? Was that a reason?
1: I don't you know, I, I don't know. I think at some point I just believed. That I was the baddest bitch anyone's going to deal with. And I was the most knowledgeable. And I, I really, I will put on gangster rap music and shake my tail and run around my house. Like I, I'm really into psyching myself up because life will knock you down. And it will, it doesn't matter what you do, who you are, how you look, if you're male, female, sexual orientation, none of that matters. Life is a great equalizer. It kicks all of our asses. Mm -hmm. So what we have to do is we have to be proactive on that. And I, I literally, when I go into a real estate meeting or I go in, in somewhere, I usually have on gangster rap and and I'm singing it to myself and (sighs) I'm just like, I'm getting my energy, you know. You've been to Tony Robbins, all that move your body. And, you know, I do the power poses. Um, <laughs> yeah, all that, you know, do the line, you know, I do all that, all of it. And at some point I think my brain just believes me that yeah, I think she is that that person. <laughs> like I think she is. So that is so beautiful. And you know, sounds like,
0: Missy, the past 15, 20 years, you have become a person that you truly are dreaming of today, right? Today is really truly the best version of who you are. And I love that you just use that mindset and that positivity and all the hard work and hustles and such a beautiful future for you and your family. Um, are you proud of yourself?
1: Sometimes. Last night, someone gave me a, a name plaque, you know, like a plaque you put on your desk. Mm-hmm. And it, it said chief executive officer. And I was very flattered and humbled by the gift. And I would say sometimes I am. But most of the time, no, I'm already mentally on the next level. <laughs> like I'm already wow. somewhere else. So well, what's where? the I- next level? Next level. Oh my gosh. So I really want to branch out. Um, I'm always trying to go with the flow of what I feel energetically I should be doing. So more focusing on the next level of delegating work growing my brand, um, building more companies, working smart, not hard, working less, but making more money, you know, trying to take the momentum of what I've built and empower women through my obnoxious living standards. I mean, I want people to look at me and be like, oh, my God, I want to do that. You know, I want because that will trigger some other person to, you know what? I, I, I need to go book an Airbnb. I need to make time for myself. I want to live at such a level that other women just are triggered into manifesting their best life because it's not me. These are principles that work for everyone, but it's just getting people's attention to understand that there is a better life if you just make one small step, you know, that's what all is I that? did.
0: What is that one small step that people
1: can make today? That, that looks different for everyone. And I have a pet peeve about people that sell formulas and people that buy my book, buy my ebook, and you'll be rich. Well, that's not true. Or are your all your followers would have your result, all your followers don't. So I try to be very cautious about telling people a one size fits all to make their lives work because it's gonna look different. It's gonna be different for everyone. So one small step today is whatever you feel you need to do. And that looks different for everyone. Maybe one woman needs to get out of bed. Maybe one woman needs to follow divorce. We all know what that small step is. If we get still and we listen to our heart, we'll hear what that is. We may not wanna do it, Mm But we all have a unique DNA map to manifesting. We all have it. We all do. You know, we that still small voice, whether you believe is God, angel consciousness or your intuitive self. We hear that voice. We Thanks. all know but we medicate it, you know, we're, we don't always want to do what we want to do, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, I, I love that, you know, we all have that inside voice, know the next step but often time is inevitable. You will have the fear coming in or the challenges. And especially in this pandemic time, you know, it's not easy for everybody. I'm curious, uh, Miss, I know you're very into mindset work. You know, for someone who may be right now, you know, in the trenches, in the challenges and face a lot of um headwinds, what what is what advice are you will share? Because you are the person, you know, you've been through a lot. You are Um, truly, you know, have those up and down. So can you share some uh, small, simple advice or suggestions for people can really, you know, use that to drive momentum and build their own success?
1: Right, 100%. So I think, you know, what's extremely helpful, especially during these times, you know, we have social climate, we've got, what do we not have going on right now? It's like 2020 needs a Xanax because, it's so crazy, and what, what we need to remember is that no one is special. Like, we need to take people off of pedestals. I'm not special, no one is special. It, it's not that someone else is better or special, it's just that they took the steps. So if someone is really struggling today, I would say number one, stop beating up on yourself. You have to become your own biggest fan. Um, I really like uh, Gala Darling. She's amazing. And she, last week on one of her tutorials said to put your best selfie as your screensaver. You know, most people would think that's obnoxious, but that's really the, the type of things you have to do. You have to feed your own confidence because without joy and fuel, you're not going anywhere. So the first thing is stop beating up on yourself, be your biggest fans. Um, enjoy small, simple rituals. I'm really into rituals. So, if you only have a few dollars, go buy your favorite candy bar, go buy a candle, do one thing every day to take a step towards that person that you want to be in the future. And as you take a step every day, like I talked about earlier, life is going to step up with you. You're not alone, you've never been alone. You have the entire universe behind you, cheering you on and as you begin to feed into the new you that new you will begin to meet you halfway so beautiful i love that
0: um i'm curious you know missy you definitely come a long way today you are <laughs> badass you. woman where they own your success and have so much beautiful light and um all the wisdom to so share I'm curious, you know, this is just a random question. If you go back 20 or 15 years ago, whatever that was, you know, go back to the moment that was so hard and so difficult, that rock button,
1: what would you tell yourself? Oh, my gosh. You know, honestly, this sounds really crazy, but I probably would not tell myself anything because if I had had more comfort, then I would not have pushed.
0: Hmm, That's interesting.
1: So that suffering was actually helping me. You know, if I, if my marriage had been better, if I had parents to just write me a check, if any, any piece of the story wasn't there, I would not have experienced it in its fullness. Mm Mm-hmm it would Beautiful. not have happened. You know, I meet people every day when that have been through nothing and they're extremely annoying. You know, <laughs> I I can't stand those people. I'm, I can't be friends with people that haven't been through stuff because um, there's no depth. There's no richness. There's no confidence. They have nothing to be confident about. You haven't done anything. You know, they're just like shallow wallpaper people. And I'm not about that. I'm about, you know, what if, show me your scar, show me your, your shit. What have you been through? I'm really wanting to, you know, learn about your story. Those are the people I love. And I hope that I can be and have the honor to be one of those people for someone else. Um,
0: It's beautiful. Uh, my last question is, Missy, you know, you have so much gift uh, today to give the world. I'm curious, you know, what is the legacy you wanna leave behind?
1: I think the legacy is that women can do anything. I mean, we really can. And anything other than you can do anything is a lie. And we... All you can leave your husband, you can marry whoever you want, you can have a cookie food truck like how I don't care what it is. If you want to make um, toys and live on the beach, or live in a tree house, or live in a tent, you know, I'm all for it. it. It's not about that we all have to be bougie or we all have to be natural, it's about that whatever sets your soul on fire, you can do that thing.
0: So beautiful. I could not agree more, Missy. I I think we all have the big dream in our heart. Doesn't matter, is like you mentioned, right? You know, making toys, living beach uh, beaches or travel the world, write a book, uh, start a family, get out of relationships, start a relationship. It's whatever you want. As long as you can dream it, you can make it happen. So thank you so much, Missy. You know, you are being such a beautiful soul and sure, such a vulnerable journey. And oh my God, it's just so incredible seeing how much you hustle. It's just really refreshing and inspiring. Not just to me, but I hope to many of my listeners, you know, who may be in the trenches and hope that they can gain inspiration from you and move forward towards their dream, their beaches, their castle, or whatever they want
1: so absolutely thank you you for for having me thank you I'm so glad we connected thank you for having me and have a blessed weekend of course have a
0: beautiful day and thank you so much everybody for tuning in this is a show for today I could not wait to see you guys next time